with us this morning. We're just going to enter into his presence with thanksgiving and praise. Hallelujah. He's so worthy of the glory and worthy of the honor. Father, we lift you high in our thoughts. We lift you high in our life, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you are God and you are God alone. Hallelujah. We worship you. Hallelujah. Bye. 
magnify the Lord. Oh, what's he done for you?
eyes and lift your hands and just sing out of your heart unto him. Oh, it's worship from your spirit, from your heart unto him. And he responds to that worship. He responds to your praise.
to God. Are you glad? Is anyone glad? Has he done anything good for anybody in the house? testimony I don't think I read it I don't think I read it publicly the lady that came with stage four cancer that's a camp meeting you might remember I forget it was Tuesday night I think Pastor Nancy ministered to her she gave us a testimony she said she drove 500 miles to get here and they had to stop every 20 to 30 miles she was in so much pain but Pastor Nancy laid hands on her the power of God went into her and she drove 500 miles home without having to stop for pain they said was because of the cancer but the power I said the power that raised Jesus from the dead what are we going to do about it another person we've already got testimony their jaw is healed Hallelujah. Got a testimony. Somebody went into work the day after Thursday, Friday, Thursday night, praising God, worshiping God, and the increased anointing, and got a raise. Their boss called him in and, and said, I, Come here, I got to talk to you about something I want to talk about, but private, because nobody else is getting this, but you're getting a raise. It's a good raise. Hallelujah. And this person said it was because we were in that anointing on Thursday night. We got to praising God and worshiping God. Woo, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise be to God. Amen. Amen. That power is here this morning. Amen. I said the power is here this morning. It has, it has an assignment to destroy yokes. Set the captives free. Amen. Well, greet somebody and say, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You're going you're gonna to bless the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise be to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. We've turned the corner. I said we've turned the corner. Thank you, Jesus. I'm talking by the Holy Ghost. I'm talking to you about the Holy Ghost. Now, we could lose the momentum of it. That's easy, but we're not going to do that. I said, we're not going to do that. Tell your neighbor, tell your, tell your worship team neighbor, we're not going to do that. Tell your band neighbor, we're not going to do that. No, tell the congregation neighbor, you're not going to do that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Participated in Helps Ministry, all the staff. Can you hear me? Is my mic on? Something happened? Praise God. Can you hear me all right? Praise the Lord. Maybe too many mics up here. <laughs> Get some feedback. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Debbie's mic. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So uh, we had ministers and pastors, pastors' wives come up to us. And uh, I was greeting. I'm thinking of this one. I was greeting them and uh, just asking, you know, what's your name? Where are you from? So forth. They would say to me. And the wife began to say thank you, and she couldn't get it out. She was so grateful because she said, I hadn't been in these flows since Brother Hagin went to heaven. Amen. I'm telling you, Helps Ministry and staff, you had a big impact on churches 
and ministries and, and pastors and leaders and congregation members by bringing your supply, by sowing your seed, your time, all that you did, you sowed a good seed. You sowed into people's lives change. I believe whole ministries are going to be set on course or have been set on course because of your sowing and, and faithfulness and, and, and standing with us to have all that God has for us. Amen. Thank you from the bottom of Pastor Debbie and I's heart for, for sowing. I know it took a lot of your time. It was, uh, you know, um, it was effort and it, it you know, required a lot of your schedule. But uh, you did a wonderful job. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful job. Amen. It was the best running camp meeting we have ever had. Best running meeting we have ever had. And uh, you're a big part of that. Amen. Praise the Lord. The seed you have sown will come back unto you in many, many ways, many fold, returning unto your bosom, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For you not only sowed your time, you sowed your supply of the Spirit. And so the Spirit had His way. And the glory of the Lord will come back into your life in many, many ways. Yea, even to this congregation and to your services together, says the Spirit. For the supply of the Spirit that you have sown will turn back unto you and multiply in your own services. And this message will go further. And this ministry will reach further. And the voice of this ministry will go into greater places. And the supply, the supply, the supply will freely come to get it done. So we proclaim for this era that pondande ishande pandaya kushende the glory, the glory, the glory, the glory it started yes, yes. hallelujah it started praise you Lord Jesus praise you Lord Jesus thank you Father for this era thank you Father for this era in Jesus name thank you Father thank you Father thank you Father we praise bow down unto you oh Lord and we say, do all that you want to do through us. We lay down our lives to you and say, work through us, righteousness through and through. Thank you, Jesus. We bow down to you and say thank you for your goodness working in us. Oh, we thank you, Lord, working in us, working in us, working in us. We give you praise. What, what's that song? We We give you praise, Lord, now and all 
He's worthy of all the praise. Amen. He's worthy of all the praise. Anybody out there this morning, I said he's worthy of all the praise. Worthy of all the praise. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, those of you who may be dealing with symptoms in this room today, the anointing is here breaking the yoke of bondage. And the anointing, the remnant of the anointing is in this place. And it will just continue to increase as we just continue to use our faith and draw. So draw from that anointing and lift up your hands right now. And maybe uh, somebody's at home and they're dealing with symptoms. Maybe they're watching on this live stream. And we say in the name of Jesus yes. Christ of Nazareth, the anointing goes into your room. Yes. And I command symptoms to leave your body. Yes. I command devils to leave in the name of Jesus. I command your home. Yes. To change in Jesus' name. And you yes. just go around yes. your yes. home yes. and you say, this is cleaned out in Jesus' name. And you speak to things and you follow the Spirit of God to get rid of things in your home that are hindering you and causing you to go back into distractions of this world and yes. even sins of this world. You just command Thank it to you, go, Lord. but you remove these things from the high places in Jesus' name. Yes. And, and Lord, we just say, that healing and wholeness is working yes. to those who are watching by live stream yes. all Hallelujah. over the nation. We speak the healing power yes, of yes, God yes. into your homes, into your lives, into yes. your bodies. I say bones go back into place. You, bodies Lord. be healed in the name of Jesus. Hearts be made whole in Jesus' name. Physiological brains be made right in the name of Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Throats be healed. Yes, thank you, Lord. Throats be healed. Throats be healed in the name of Jesus. Bodies be changed. Thank you, Lord. And then because this is the beginning of a new era of yes, the yes, healing yes. power of God increasing in the churches and going out to the body of Christ as we speak a command the authority in Jesus name and the anointing yes. the ministry of the spirit will go into these homes and will go into the remote places and we will see revival coming into places that have not seen it before and the joy of the Lord will be poured out upon the people and yes. miracles and signs and wonders will take place and I proclaim it in the remote places of Africa in the remote places of Africa you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover in signs and wonders with Abundante and India and Indonesia and China and Nanamasuka in the name of Jesus lay hands on the sick pastors and you will see signs and you will see 
Christ. Preach the word. Be bold and let the anointing flow in your churches and through and out to other people in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And don't forget that the anointing is in this house and you can partake of it and in your own home as you just call it and stir yourself up in that same glory. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say amen. Say it's so, it's so, it's so. Praise God. Where's Miss, where's Christine? Is she here? Christine, come on, where, where are you? Yeah, there you are. Come up here, come up here. What was it, what day was it you sprained your ankle? Friday? Was that Thursday? She sprained her ankle. She had to go to the doctor and have it all checked out. She's limping, couldn't walk on it. She had Pastor Nancy minister to her on Thursday night. She walked out that door and her ankle went pop and it's all free and healed. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you the power's in that. (laughs) Praise God. Look at that, dancing as if nothing ever happened. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. (laughs) Power. 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 Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, glory. The last thing the Spirit of God said, well, the the last major prophecy the Spirit of God gave through Brother Hagin was, your word people, and right and good, for it's always right to put the word first. But he said by the Spirit, don't forget, you're also Holy Ghost people. Amen. Amen. Pastors, don't forget, we're word and we're spirit people. Amen. Let the Holy Ghost move in your church. Let the Holy Ghost move in your church. Praise be to God. The people need you to lay your hands on them. They need you to minister to them. Amen. Glory to God. Well, are you glad you came today already? Praise the Lord. Greet three people and tell them this is a church where the power flows and where you can get your needs met. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Praise the Lord. Are you ready to get the announcements? Come on up, Brother Carlos. You can be seated. Brother Carlos has got some real exciting announcements, so pay close attention. shall all come to pass. I do have a few announcements here. Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, we have corporate prayer. Uh, It's the first Wednesday of each month. Uh, We're praying out the will of God. It's a time to come in and pray for the things God has on his heart, not our personal needs, but for our church our Canton City Church, our Harvest Christian Daycare, what's on the mind and heart of God. So that's this uh, Wednesday. 
Now, next Sunday morning, 9 o'clock, we have our All Helps Ministry meeting right, right here. So obviously, the uh, Divine Health and Healing class will not be in session. Everyone's coming here. And if you're not able to attend this meeting, uh, please notify your department coordinator by today. So we'll make you aware of that. Then Harvest Christian Daycare, they're having their summer, sp uh, summer splash. That's on Thursday, August 10th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. They're going to do a special f uh, field trip to the Marion uh, swimming pool there. Uh, I like this. The theme this year is Faith That Moves Mountains with a focus on teaching the children who we are in Christ and how they use that faith. So the cost is just $7 for that. Uh, there's a completed packet and payment uh, is due to the Harvest Christian Daycare Office by Wednesday, August 9th for that. Then my last announcement is the announcements come on this sheet, uh, which is called the rest of the story, which you're able to get when you come into the building. Um, also, it's available on the Facebook page or if you go to the GEM website, News Center. So you always know what's going on. You're never late. You're always on time and bringing your supply. Amen. And this week, this Thursday, Bonnie Yoder, are you here? Bonnie Yoder, where's Bonnie? She might not be here. She's not here this morning. Okay, but just to let you know, you need to, next time you see her, she's having a birthday, and that is on Thursday. And, uh, yeah, she's, she's uh, needing to be recognized and acknowledged, and somebody needs to sing happy birthday to her. Don and Carla, we, we nominate you. You take it to them, all right? <laughs> So don't forget that. We're going to receive this morning's tithes and offerings. Um, yes, yes, yes. If you need an envelope, you can raise your hand. If you're giving by electronic methods, you know the information that's up on the screen. Many of you already know it. I want to read something to you. Well, I'll just refer to something. The Lord's pointed something out to me during camp meeting, and that was, or, or actually I should say reminded me of something. Uh, about something he used to talk to me a lot about in connection. He gave, he gave me several keys years ago connected to divine prosperity. I'm interested. Aren't you interested? I'm interested in increase. And so, because it's not just for, for me, it's for the kingdom of God. Because God's kingdom is increasing and it needs more and more of what we can bring to it. And so we... Uh, Years ago, he began to teach me. I mentioned to you, I began to say, Lord, help me. And I'm, I'm just struggling. I've been struggling for a long time financially. Help me. And I was real. I was sincere about it. And so how many of you know whoever seeks will find? Uh, the Bible says that if we, uh, you know, without faith it's impossible. Please, God, he that comes to God must believe that he is. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I believe that if I sought him, he'd give me some answers. And he did. He began to talk to me, teach me began to talk to me, I wouldn't be able to share in a year's time. I wouldn't be able to share in two years' time all that he shared with me. Thank you, Jesus. He got my, well, I'm still on the pro, in the process, but he's getting my thinking straightened out. Amen. So I, I, he began. But anyway, he, one of the things he talked to me about a lot was learning to follow his spirit. And he reminded me of that this weekend, and he said something to me. He said, did you notice... Uh, in the book of 1 Kings 17 and then in 2 Kings 4, there's two widow women. Well, excuse me, one of them was a widow woman, the other one was not. But there was two women that, first of all, Elijah ministered to in 1 Kings 17. That's the, the uh, widow woman of Zarephath. Remember, she's the one gathering sticks. And then the other one was because uh, she didn't have enough but one more meal and then she was going to die. But then the other one was 2 Kings 4 where this woman, this, they called her a great woman of Shunem, got a miracle. 
And Pastor Nancy preached a lot about that on Thursday. Was that Thursday night? And uh, but she was. If you look up great, it means rich and influential. So there's 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 a something different between the financial condition of the woman in First Kings 17, the widow woman gathering sticks. She had no money. She had nothing left. But then the other woman, rich and influential. She, there was something different about the two of them. Number one, uh, the financial condition was different. They had, one woman was very poverty-stricken. The other woman was rich and influential, right? Now, that doesn't have anything to do with whether God wants to minister to people. I just wanted you to point that out. But I think you can see another difference that might give you some insight into why one woman was struggling financially and the other woman was rich and influential. And that's found in the fact that whenever God spoke to Elijah to go to the woman, of, the, the, uh, the woman there at Zarephath, the woman who was gathering sticks and she was going to eat her last meal, that woman, uh, he, she, the, Elijah, God said to Elijah, go to Zarephath, I've commanded a widow woman out there to sustain thee. I have commanded. Is the Bible true? Did God speak to her? God had spoken to her. He said to the prophet, I have commanded thee. And the Bible says when Elijah went there, that if you read the story, he said, go get me some water and then, you know, go bring me some meal. She said, I don't have any. Uh, remember, he had to work with her to get her to follow the promptings that apparently God had already given her because he said, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain. He had said something to her, but she had either ignored it, hadn't recognized it, or something of that nature. Amen. And so she, the, the Spirit of God had to work with her to get her to follow that and get into her miracle. You understand what I'm talking about? But when it came to the other woman in first, or 2 Kings chapter number 4, the Bible said she perceived and acted on that perception and got into her miracle without Elisha now, the prophet Elisha, saying anything to her. So the short snapshot we have of these two women's lives, it gives us a biblical picture of how they responded. Each of them uniquely responded to the Holy Ghost. One of them would ignore things that the Holy Ghost said and, and had to be talked into the miracle. The other one perceived and without any outside influence acted on the perceptions. The one that struggled to follow the Spirit was broke. The one that was always following promptings and followed perceptions had money. Did you see that? I said, did you see that? That's inspired. That's inspired that way. Now, somebody said, well, well you, are you saying that if I follow the Spirit, He'll make, you rich, make me rich? Absolutely. Absolutely. Jesus said that to Brother Hagin. If you'll learn, 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 learn to follow my Spirit, I'll make you rich. See, that's our covenant. Pro prosperity is our, is our covenant, isn't it? It's our inheritance. It would just be like salvation if we don't enter in. All of us are saved probably here today. But uh, if we didn't enter into salvation, it wouldn't be on heaven's side. It'd be on our side. And if there's, if there's things in the covenant that belong to us and we never enter into them, it's not on heaven's side. It's on our side. A big key is following promptings. Following promptings. Hallelujah. Not what our head has figured out, not what our head thinks, not following what our checkbook balance says, but following what the Holy Ghost says. And we've been doing that. Pastor Debbie and I have been doing that, learning to follow, learning to follow, keeping the foot on the flesh, doing what's in our heart whenever our flesh is tired, flesh doesn't want to, flesh doesn't think it's right, flesh doesn't have any, it can't figure out how that's going to work, but just following what's in here. 
and we've been rising to the top ever since. Woo, glory. Not because of us, because God doesn't have, he's no respecter of persons. Look at your neighbor and say, he'll do for you exactly what he'll do for anyone else. Amen. Praise God. There's, there's a lot of profit in following the Spirit. Amen. At times it might look temporarily like it's diminishing you, but God's never taking anything from you. He's always adding to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and, all, and His righteousness, and all these things will be added, added. That's our flow, things being added, things being added. But we can't flow out of our mind and our intellect to get into that flow. God has a flow. There's a flow to God. And getting in the flow of following what we're perceiving in our spirit, like Pastor Nancy was preaching, that's the flow of constant increase. I'm interested. I believe you're interested. Some of you are looking at me like you're thinking about it, but I'm going to believe you're interested. <laughs> Say it out loud. I'm interested. God is leading me, and I'm learning. Fuck your neighbor. Say, that's the big word, learning. To follow the Spirit. Remember how Jesus said that? If you'll learn to Brother Hagin, if you'll learn to follow my Spirit, learn to follow my Spirit, I'll make you rich. And, 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 and uh, the Lord did. God made him rich. By the end of his life, he was given a million dollars a year to the gospel. Brother Hagin. Brother Hagin. Some of you are looking at me like, really? Yeah, really. Can you, by the end of your life, be given a million dollars a year to the gospel? Yes, you can. If you learn, learn to follow. <laughs> I got to tell you, we got to get a vision for what's possible. The Lord will take us there if we'll follow the steps he's leading us to take. Praise God. Thank you, Father. We, we come today bringing our tithes, our offerings. We're grateful for your spirit that counsels us inside, guides us on the inside, teaches us to profit. According to Isaiah, leads us in the way we should go. We're grateful. Holy Spirit, thank you for helping us. We decided we're, uh, we have registered. In fact, we did it this past week. We registered ourselves and enrolled ourselves in the school of the spirit. Hallelujah. We are now a registered student. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so we will, from now on, check our promptings, check the leadings of God on the inside. And as we follow those things, we thank you. You'll bring us out to the top, for there is a place for us at the top. Hallelujah. And all faith people said, Amen. 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 Go ahead, ushers. Let your glory fill this
worship you this morning. Our hearts are grateful, our hearts are full. You have done good things, and you're not done. We thank you for your goodness and faithfulness. Thank you for meeting needs all across this room today. We thank you for answers from your word. We thank you, Father, the Holy Spirit is in us to teach us, guide us, and make known the, the things of God. We ask you for utterance. May we have words from heaven, words in season, not what we plan, but what the Holy Ghost wants to say. Thank you. We'll give you all the praise for it in Jesus' name. Everyone that agreed said amen. Amen. Praise God. Greet somebody as you're seated and tell them God's Word is full of answers. And God's answers are coming your way right now. Amen. You may be seated. Thank God for the Word. Thank you all for joining us from live stream. We, we we're so thankful you're there. We're getting so many reports of people uh, listening and watching. We got a report just yesterday of some amazing things happening. Uh, other channels of uh, posting some of these things, getting some, getting the word out. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. I'm telling you, I don't know if you're aware of what's happening on social media, but it is just it is just going and going and going. We just reached 10,000 YouTube subscribers. And uh, that, see, we're not about, we're not counting because, you know, that means we're somebody important. We're counting because people are important. Yes, amen. People are getting the message. The word is getting yes, out. Amen. And you're a part of that. Hallelujah. Amen. You're a part of that. Isn't that good? Yes. God's asking all of us to bring our supply and we all get the rewards. So we're pr praise God for you. Thank God for what you're giving and sowing and, and bringing as, by way of prayer. Did you enjoy prayer school? Anybody go to prayer school? <clears throat> Uh, that was, I didn't get to hear them. I, I talked to the Ramoses a lot, heard a lot about from them and some others. That Miss Ann was there talking to me about it. And then worship school. Anybody go to worship school? <clears throat> that was a great, great help. I'm telling you, Brother David understands some things, and we're, we're catching that. We're bringing that into this congregation and into this team, and we're Amen. going from glory to glory. Amen. Amen. The past is gone. We're reaching for the future. We're reaching for the future. <laughs> The past has been good, but where we're going is even better. So thank you, worship team. All you, the worship team uh, sang and sang all week and then went to you know, worship school, and, and uh, you had a full schedule. But, you know, sleeping's for after camp meeting. Did you know that? I got an average of four hours a night, and get, but you know what I did on Friday morning? I just cut the Z's until I woke up at about 11 o'clock. I actually woke up before that because the cat wakes you and feeds. You know, he wants, she wants fed. But anyway, then go back and cut some Z's. Praise, Praise God. God. So we appreciate that about what all you brought and sowed. The time you sowed into the increase of the anointing of this house. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, if you brought your Bible, go with me to... Let's go over to start with this morning to first... Uh, Let's start in 2 Kings chapter number 4 where I was talking about the lady and the offering. Um, actually, let, let's not go there. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 11. 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. This will be a better way to start this. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you are going to go back over camp meeting and just chew on that for a while? There were, uh, by the way, 21 countries. Last report, that's, that's the Friday report. Could be more now. But 21 countries that tuned in around the, the world, 21 countries listened to camp meeting, and uh, as of Friday, there were tw almost 20,000 views, 
Miss Vanessa is working somewhere. Some of those probably repeats, yes. But uh, as, the, as the camp meeting, you know, as people go back and watch, uh, there'll be people catching, more and more people hearing about it. So, uh, so many states, I believe 20 states or something like that, people watched. And uh, so uh, there's probably more than that. It always grows as the time goes past, you understand. But um, praise God. I'm still, ba- I'm, still, I'm still basking. By the way, my heart is satisfied. It's, we, we got it all this, this camp meeting week. We got, I never, I didn't leave any service thinking, well, we didn't get there. We didn't get there. Every service, every service, every service. We had to help Pastor Ike a little bit, but we got, no, I'm kidding. I'm just, I'm kidding. We didn't have to help him at all. <laughs> just him, the Lord loveth, the pastor picketh on, right? But um, so anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you. Can't you tell I'm happy today? I'm, and and, and you're, 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 you're the best. You're the best. Amen. So second, uh, well, no, I changed it. First Chronicles, where did I go? First Corinthians, uh, chapter number 11, 29 through 30. He that eats and drinks unworthily, he's talking about receiving communion, you know, eats the body, the bread representing the body and the cup representing the blood of Jesus. He that eats and drinks unworthily, not, not unworthy, but unworthily. L-Y is the manner in which it's done. It's not talking about the person being unworthy, but the manner in which it was being done was not properly honoring what Jesus did. He who eats and drinks unworthily eats and drinks damnation to himself. That's the word we get our word condemnation. Not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. On, on uh, Tuesday morning, I believe Tuesday morning, it was when I ministered, right? Was that? No, Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. I was talking about things being in order. Yes, sir. And I haven't quite got all that out. And uh, some things that happened during the progression of the camp meeting, things that were said. I believe there's more God wants to say today about that. And we won't take forever, but we'll take some time on this. Um, because this verse is, is evident that the, he's talking about people being weak and sickly and sleeping that means dying prematurely not because sometimes whenever people get sick and even Christians they think well you know what it is what is it in my body that's out of order it's not working you know my something's not working my thyroid's not working my thyroid needs this whatever and we understand there's a natural side to things but yet right on the other hand um, this verse didn't say that something was that a person was sick or died prematurely he's talking to Christians here now because something natural was out of order but because something spiritual was out of order not discerning the Lord's body so that could have to do with a lot of things, not discerning Jesus' body was broken for our healing. But the context is the way they were treating one another, the rich not giving to the poor in this supper they ate together before they took communion. That's the way they did it. They had a supper together. If you read the whole context, you'll see that he's talking about them not walking in love with one another. And that was because, uh, well, th- that was the reason some, he said, for this cause, for this cause. You know, there are causes, and sometimes people's cause is not natural. Sometimes it's spiritual. Pastor Nancy made the statement before, if you eat a whole bucket of broccoli, she said, I believe in eating right, but you can eat a whole bucket of broccoli and be, out, not be in a fence with somebody, not walking and love somebody, and that bucket of broccoli is not going to keep you healthy. That's right. <laughs> we understand that. Maybe we need to understand that a little better. 
But uh, we'll see as we go that spiritual things need to be in order, in order for things that God intends to work in our lives work. Amen. Now, what do we mean spiritual things need to be in order? As we go, we'll see this. But you could just paraphrase it. Anything that God speaks to you about, whether it's in His Word or deals with you about in your spirit, that you've not addressed or you're not paying attention to or overriding or sort of putting that off and sort of saying, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe get to that someday is something that will, that will cause something to be out of order. So uh, the dealings of God are not suggestions. <laughs> they are, uh, remember Paul said he was in the ministry, if you read his writings, he was in the ministry by a command of God. He was commanded to do what he did. Uh, and we ought to be the Lord's to command. We're not our own. Pastor Ike was preaching that. We're not our own. We don't belong to ourselves. When we said, Jesus, you're my Lord, that means our life is yours. We don't belong to ourselves. Our time, our thoughts, our actions, what we do with our life is not our choice. Amen. How we treat other people is not our choice. We treat them in the light of the law of love. And so these things are issues that have to be addressed. And you don't, you know, it's not a, this, these things are not a fix it and you know, fix it and forget it kind of thing. It's, it's important, just like driving a car, that you're constantly, you know, always adjusting to what your spirit's telling you. You ever said something and you did like, ah, I shouldn't have said that. That was, that was critical. That was this. That was that. And you got to make that right. That's just making those little adjustments to keep everything clear down here so that everything can stay in order. Those are not suggestions. Those are the dealings of God within our spirit, within the word number one, but within our spirit, are there to keep us on course. Like a car, you've got to keep that car on course. You get that car in a ditch, you're going to have some trouble you wish you didn't have. But it was unnecessary trouble. So uh, we want to look at this a little bit further here. And so I wanted to just start with that passage of Scripture. Um, and then this statement that Pastor Nancy quoted, and, and we have shared it before also, but Brother Hagin made this statement. He said, if you get your spirit where it ought to be, your body will respond to that. In other words, if you get your spiritual life in order. Tell your neighbor, in order. Amen. And so the, the, the in order means addressing everything he's dealing with you about. Your your mind has a voice, right. but your spirit man has a yes. voice. Yes. <clears throat> and your spirit man's the part of you that God deals with. Yes. 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 I, I get dealings in my spirit regularly, and uh, some of them are confirmations that I'm right. Some of them are, some of them are corrections. Yeah. yeah, some of them, some member of the Word is given for, for, for doctrine, for reproof, for cor in correction, for instruction in righteousness. Some things are reproof, some things are correction, some things are teaching, some things are instruction. We need to just be hungry enough to take it all. No child gets raised right with just one of those. No child gets raised right with just instruction. Instruction's necessary, and discipline's not fair if instruction's not first. Anybody ever gotten a spanking for something you didn't know you did something wrong when you were a kid? Yeah. It wasn't fair, was it? <laughs> so we won't go there. But, um, but no, instructions are important. But no child will reach the perfect, the, 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 the full maturity with just instructions. They, it requires correction too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
And so God's into all of it. We need to receive all of it. But when these things come to us, these dealings of God, our spirit needs to, uh, it needs to stay clear that we responded to that. And that's how our spirit stays where it ought to be. And so he said, if, if our spirits, uh, if we'll get our spirits to where it ought to be or keep our spirits where it ought to be, the body will respond. In other words, anything else would too. If we get our spirits right, our marriages will respond, our, our finances and many other things will respond to that. Can you say amen? amen? Why is that? Because really your spirit is sort of the pipeline that all that God has for you comes through. And if that gets clogged up, it's, it's, it's limiting the flow of that supply, that flow of that life that God wants to flow through your spirit to get to the rest of your life. Everything that God has for your life, for your body, all instructions that He has for your mind to guide you, they come through your spirit. All the healing power that you need will come through your spirit. All the direction you have to make right decisions, like we were talking about in the offering, yes. it'll come through your spirit. Yeah. God doesn't deal with you and me in our minds. And uh, so our job is to learn to follow these things. And our job is to not let these, these little undealt with issues clog up our spirit so that God's power can't flow through it into the areas of our life. Because God's power into all areas of our life will sustain, bless, renew, heal, and, and in all ways just, just keep alive every arena of our lives. But it all comes through our spirits. Amen. So what are clogs? Anything God, God's dealt with us about that we haven't responded to. Say that. Anything God's dealt with me about that I haven't responded to. When you get convicted about words you spoke or about strife or about unforgiveness, don't put that off. That will dull your spirit. Dull means D-U-L-L. It'll, 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 keep, it'll, it'll keep you from being sharp spiritually. And being dull spiritually is dangerous because you need to hear God on the inside and recognize what God's dealing with you about in order to avoid things sometimes that are dangerous. Some things aren't that important in natural things, but some things are very important. And don't, use, don't be unresponsive to the things that seem unnecessary to, re deal, to respond to because that'll dull you when things become necessary in order to save your life. We just need to live with a clear conscience all the time. Nothing clogging up our, our spirits on the inside. And so um, anything that, we, that we're deal, God's dealing with us about, it could have to do with the way we're handling a relationship. It could do with uh, disobedience to instructions that He's given. And so this is what 1 Corinthians 11 is talking about. Um, it's talking about these outward areas of our lives uh, not working because something in our spirits haven't been addressed. We're spirit people. We're not, we're not head first people. We're Holy Ghost people. 
the world goes head first into all that they want. They want, they want increase financially. They want, you know, all the natural things of, you know, the, all the health and stuff. They go head first into it. We go spirit, spirit first. Because what we're, the way God heals, listen to me very carefully. Yes, he'll give you some natural wisdom. Don't misunderstand me. But the way God heals, the primary way God heals is through men's spirits. So anything that is affecting your spirit is affecting your ability to receive what God's doing. That's what 1 Corinthians 11 is saying to us. Amen. Most people's thoughts are concerning with what's wrong in their body when they're sick. But we need to learn to check what's, what's going on in my spirit. What's the Holy Ghost in there been dealing with me about? What is it that whenever I get quiet, whenever I pray, that just seems to keep coming up? Amen. People are praying, oh, God, show me. And it pops up and they push it away. Oh, God, show me. He is shown, but they've not learned. Say learned. To listen to that. They're, they're so, uh, their head is so busy that they haven't been taught. That they haven't gone to a place to be taught to listen down on the inside. It, 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 it's very important. Uh, it's very important that where you go to church, the leadership knows something about following the Spirit. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes, sir. Uh, you, need to, you can't learn something from a place where they don't know anything about it. That's true. That's so true right there. Yep. Amen. Yep. You understand what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, sir. There's probably many of you in here, I couldn't come to you and learn anything about plumbing. Okay. <laughs> That's not a slam. That's just the truth about it. You couldn't come to me and learn much about plumbing. No. Other than this is a pipe and this is a pipe wrench. That's about it. <laughs> right? So don't come to me to learn about plumbing. And don't go to a church that knows nothing about following the Spirit. Because in the days we're living in, the, the days are dangerous. And uh, it could cost you. And then somebody says, well, I don't know why God took them. He didn't take them. They overrode a prompting. So... People's, people's, because they're naturally minded, Christians are not supposed to be naturally minded, but because they're naturally minded, they think of the natural, first of all, when it comes to their bodies. Well, uh, there's nothing wrong with that per se, but yet that ought not be the first thing. You understand? There ought to be something, what's God been dealing with me about? Now, He might deal with you about something natural. He might deal with you about the 35 pies you eat every year or something like that. I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> yeah. So, praise the Lord. <laughs> Got quiet on that one, didn't it? <laughs> so, most people's thought is just natural, but people of the Holy Ghost, they're interested in divine healing. Aren't they? I'm, I'm interested in divine healing. And so they who are interested in divine healing, they look for anything that could be out of order spiritually. Now, I'm not saying listen, and, I'm not saying listen to the devil beat you up with condemnation about something. I'm not talking about the devil, what he has to say. Because he'll give you a thousand things. Say, well, it's this, you know, back in 1973, you look crossways at your mama or something like that. Yeah, you did. We all did. But has anybody ever heard of the blood? Yes. 
So, but, but we're not talking about listening to the devil. We're talking about learning the difference between what the devil's saying from out here against your mind and what the Holy Ghost is convicting you about. The devil is a condemner. The Holy Ghost doesn't condemn, but he does convict. And so uh, when I say check for things that are out of order spiritually, I mean things that within your spirit aren't setting right. Amen. The maintenance of life as God intended it is in your maintenance of the condition of your inward man. I said the maintenance, let me say that again, of life as God intended it is in your maintenance of the condition of your inward man. Maintain a clear conscience. That's the condition. Your spirit has a voice. Your spirit man is where God talks to you, right? And he picks up things from the Holy Ghost. Sometimes the Holy Ghost will speak to your spirit, but sometimes there's just a knowing. Your spirit knows what's right and wrong. Yes, that's right. Because the Holy Spirit will pass on to your spirit that something wasn't right. Amen. Amen. I've had people, well, praise the Lord. We beat that horse long enough. Um, but so anyway, the maintenance, and I'll say it again, as of, of life as God intended it is in your maintenance of the condition of your inward man. In other words, maintain everything clear down here. Paul said, I've lived in all good conscience before God and men unto this day. Always make sure nothing's bothering you down here. And if it is bothering you, address that immediately. Don't let time pass. Now, why would we say the maintenance of life as God intended it is in the maintenance of your condition of your spirit? Because God gets access to every other area of your life through your spirit. He gets everything you need from God is going to come through your spirit. God is a spirit, and that's the realm, you might say, that he broadcasts in. Well, you are a spirit being, so being a spirit being, you can pick up his signal in his realm. Yes, sir. Remember the old days there was an FM radio? I'm not talking about satellite now. I'm talking about the old FM radio. We still yeah. got it. But then there was the antenna that picked up the television station. Yes, yes. We don't have that too much today. But remember that old thing that's yes. on the side of your house? Yes. And uh, you picked up the, the local TV channels. Well, you couldn't pick up the TV channel with your radio receiver. Uh-huh. No. You can't even do that today in your car. Pick up TV. You have to pick up, you know, the radio receiver. You have to pick up the radio channel on your radio receiver. But people are trying to pick up God by tuning in with their head. He's, He's not broadcasting to your head. He's broadcasting to your heart. Amen. So keep it real clear. Everything he's dealing with you about, keep it clear on the inside. Somebody said, well, I don't sense him saying anything. Well, that's just it. You don't sense it, but it's there. You know there's signals coming through this building right now of all radio channels around here? We're not not aware of it because we're not tuned into it. That doesn't mean they're not there. Somebody's communicating a message right now on the radio about the weather tomorrow. But we're not tuned into it. (laughs) Right? But so you got to tune in. That's the way God is. you got to tune in. How do you tune in? You learn to locate where your spirit is and learn to recognize the voice of your spirit, which is conscience, who tells you right and wrong. And there's more to that than we've shared, uh, than we can share this morning. So um, being slow to respond to the dealings of God in your spirit uh, will slow the flow 
of the life of God into these outward parts of your being. Amen. Some people are just real slow on everything, and that slows down the flow of increase, of health, of things going the way they should go. Amen. So this is true about faith and so forth, but God heals through what we call divine healing. I'm illustrating a lot of things by using healing, but you can apply this to many areas of your life. God prospers us through our spirits. He prospers us uh, uh, through His dealings on the inside, but He heals through divine healing. That means through man's spirits. Healing is spiritual. It manifests in the natural body, but the source of divine healing, I'm talking about divine healing, is spiritual. Jesus never went to anybody with a doctor's bag. You ever thought about that? He ministered to them from the realm of the spirit. And sometimes he had to address issues within their own spirit to get them there. I could go through several occasions just thinking about some of them right now. But yet, right on the other hand, that's not the way the doctors minister today. I'm fine with doctors doing what they do, but the point, if you're led by the Spirit. But the point is, Jesus doesn't heal that way. He heals through divine power. Yes, amen, amen. Amen. Divine healing is through men's spirits. And when we're not paying attention to Him or His dealings within our spirit, our spiritual lives are not in order. And that affects the body. I told you stories about me where I, where I overrode, you know, some things and got sick. I've told you stories like that. And so, um, if we could just work with this a little bit. Yes, Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Jesus one time asked Brother Hagin about something he had dealt with him about. He said, what are you going to do with that? Brother Hagin said, well, you know, how many of you know you may as well be honest? Can't pull the wool over Jesus' eyes. He said, well, I really wasn't planning on doing anything about it. Jesus said, well, you'll have to or else. Somebody said he threatened him. That wasn't a threat. He was saying, I can't protect you in disobedience. That or else was not God going to smack him. That or else meant you'll get on, disobedience will get you on the devil's territory and he'll have access to you. But where had God dealt with him? In his spirit. So things weren't right in his spirit. The dealings of God had not been responded to. Isn't that good? Just because a lot of these things don't come like real strong, like a booming voice, you know, like, like, a, like a whip over our head or something like that. Uh, and, and because the dealings of God, a lot of times, they, they just come with a gentle nudge. You know what I'm talking about? That means they're not strong or forceful. And because they're not, if you don't think right, you can take them as if they're not important. You know what I'm talking about? As if they're optional. Well, you know, the Lord dealt with me, but it's just kind of a gentle nudge. Yeah, His gentle nudges will get you in trouble with, without obedience to them, just like everything else. Somebody say it's all true. And so... Um, God will not violate our free will. He's given us a free will. Isn't that right? We can do anything we want. We can override things. But that doesn't mean it's going to turn out well for us. Remember Paul said, uh, Jesus said to him on that road to Damascus, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. 
Amplified says it's dangerous and it'll turn out badly for you. Turn out badly for you. Praise the Lord. Are we hearing this today? Turn out bad. That That just means... Paul was about to get into trouble because he wasn't responding. That, those pricks kicking, he's kicking against pricks. Those pricks are the dealings of the Spirit. God's dealing with him. You're, you're wrong about this. You're wrong about these Christians being problems. They're, you know, that they're being, you know, a false, false religion or something like that. He's dealing with him about that. But he's kicking against it. You know, people that kick hard, sometimes they oppose hard. In other words, they oppose you hard. They oppose the church hard. (laughs) And so he said, it's hard for you to kick. It's going to turn out badly for you. Uh, So uh, Paul, Saul, could have been, uh, we don't know what that meant, but it it was something dangerous was ahead for Saul. His name was Saul at the time. Isn't that right? Uh, Not because God was going to smack him down. It's because he is on the territory of opposing God. Amen. So, if you're still glad you came, look at Proverbs 4.23. It says, guard your heart for out of it, keep, keep, King James says keep your heart, means guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Is that the 23rd verse? So, the issues of life. Notice that term, the issues of life. So, the issues, if, if you look it up, it means forces or flows, forces or flows. When something's issuing forth, like an artesian well or something is issuing forth. Remember, Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. He's talking about the same thing here, and he's saying the, the flows of God, uh, the flows of the Holy Spirit come out of your spirit. Guard what gets into your spirit yes. because it'll affect what's flowing out. All right. wow. Your spirit has an inflow and an outflow. Yes. That's right. Amen. That's good. Guard what's getting in. Yes. You know, guard against disobedience Come on. to dealings of God, yes. things like that, yes. because it'll affect the outflow. Yeah. Yeah. It'll contaminate the outflow. Yes. Are you getting that? So you can see once again, he said, out of it are the issues of life. So the issues of life, the, the, out of your spirit comes whatever you need for all areas of life. There's rivers for your mind to get wisdom from. There's a river for your body to be strengthened from. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's different flows of the spirit. There's flows of revelation. There's flows of utterances. There's flows of power. Praise God. And these flows have got to be kept real, real clear and real, real strong, nothing damning them up because it'll affect all areas of your life. Uh, Without a strong flow, some things don't have the power to reach certain parts of your life. Listen to some of these verses, Proverbs 18, 14. Proverbs 18, 14, The spirit of man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear... Well, the Amplified is really, really clear here. The Amplified of Proverbs 18, 14. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. But a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? Now, 
That verse is saying the condition of your spirit will affect your health. Read that again. He's saying the condition of your spirit, that's a paraphrase, of your spirit will affect your health. He's saying whether it's strong or weak will determine whether it'll sustain you in bodily pain. He, King, the Amplified says bodily pain or trouble. There are things that if your spirit gets weak will get into your body. There are things if your spirit is strong can't get into your body. Isn't that right? Yes. The condition of your spirit affects your health. Yes. Well, if it'll affect your health, it'll affect a lot of other things. Yes. Yes. Come on. Now, that's one verse. Look at Proverbs chapter number 14, verse number 30. Proverbs 14, 30. A sound heart is the life of the flesh. Say that out loud. A sound heart, A sound heart. is the life of the flesh. But envy the rottenness of the bones. Woo. He's talking about the... You could put out there by the margin of that verse in your Bible, you could write, the condition of your spirit affects your body. Yeah. Affects your health. Isn't that what he's saying? A sound heart must be the opposite of a heart full of envy because he uses it as an opposite. He states it as an opposite. So the sound heart is not a heart full of unforgiveness, unwillingness, disobedience, uh, not walking in the light. See, whatever comes, whatever comes to your spirit is light from the Spirit of God. The Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. The candle illuminates. Uh, the, your, the Spirit of God illuminates your spirit. And whenever you have light of what to do, and I have light of what to do and don't walk in it, he said, that's going to affect our body. That's going to affect our bodies. And that's what really 1 Corinthians 11 is saying. Because of the way you discern the body of Christ, it's affecting your bodies. Are we making any sense? And if something's out of order, um, in, in the natural, you can put it back in order a lot of times. Yes. Same thing's true spiritually. If something's out of order, you can get it back in order. Yeah. Let me tell you the best thing to get something back into order, the blood and repentance. Yes. <laughs> yes. But repentance doesn't just include, uh, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Repentance means turn and do what He to told you to do. Yes. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> so, are you uh, understanding this? Yes. When you deal with these things that, that God's dealt with you about in your spirit, that, that, that closes the door to the devil. Yes. Yes. Remember Pastor Nancy talking about in that spy movie where they can push a button and all the yep. doors go closed yep. in the whole facility? That's what obedience, getting these things clear in your spirit. All of a sudden, yeah. the door's locked to the devil yes. in every arena of your life. Yes. Praise God. And it's, you can get it that way just that quick. Praise God. Now, that doesn't mean repent and then don't do anything that God told you to do. Repent means turn and go another direction. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Eh, so, praise the Lord. I'm getting help myself. I don't know everything God's dealing with you about. You, you don't know everything God's dealing with me about. Unless we talk to one another, we don't know. 
There are times the Holy Ghost will manifest. I've had him do this. The Holy Ghost has manifested a few times in order to rescue somebody. Yes, sir. We see that. Remember the woman of Zarephath yes. we've just talked about in the offering. That woman uh, apparently had a dealing from God and didn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. She said, because God said to Elijah, I have commanded a winter woman there to sustain thee. He got there and she didn't seem to know anything about it. So she either had uh, not been perceptive of it or she, didn't, she, she recognized God dealing with her, but she didn't, it didn't make any sense. How could I, how could I give a meal to a, a man of God that's coming by uh, whenever I don't even have enough for myself? Right? And she, she probably could have dismissed what she did receive. So what did God do? He used, God didn't bring, God, listen to me very carefully because people get off on things like this. Um, God didn't use the prophet to put something in her spirit. God had already dealt with her spirit. If words mean anything, God said to Elijah, I have commanded a widow woman. He had already spoken to her. So whenever Elijah came by and said, uh, get me some water, she went to get it, and then give me a little cake to eat. And she said, well, you know, I can't. I don't, I'm giving my baby the last meal we have, and I'm just going to die. And then he said, fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but bring me a little cake first. He's not saying, he's not putting something in her heart to do. God had already spoken to her about doing that. God has not put the prophet's office in the New Testament church to guide the church. But I have been used of God before to rescue people who were about to sink big time. I'm thinking of a couple of cases right now. I'm I'm praying. I'm saying, Lord, I'm just standing here watching. I'm just sinking. They got one nostril barely halfway above water, and they're going under. He said, go rescue them. Go rescue them. So we went and rescued them. And they can sit here today and look at me and say, praise God. Because they thought God had said certain things, but see, they hadn't developed their spirit enough to recognize that wasn't God. Amen. So uh, we've had God do that, but that's not the norm. God does not want to de- us. He does not want us to develop a dependence on somebody else hearing from God. To 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 uh, have what I just described be what we depend on is to train us to not trust what the Spirit of God within our spirits is telling us. God is not training you to depend on somebody. He's training you and me to depend on what we know on the inside all by ourselves, by the Holy Ghost. Amen. That that helps me. Doesn't that help you? And so uh, He'll help people ministers or someone else can help somebody more developed spiritually than we are can help us identify the inner witness we're not called to tell them what the inner witness is but we can help them identify it that's 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 a a spiritual thing that's a good thing especially and i've had this most times i think i've had a number of times but the most times i've had god use me that way is because somebody's about to sink somebody's life is in danger now somebody's about to go bankrupt they're making some decisions that god is not talking to them about are you still out there so uh there there's help um, other people who are more developed spiritually than us
can help train us to listen to the Spirit of God. But they're not called to just do all the listening for us. So praise the Lord. We need to wean people off of others and wean them on to the Holy Spirit as their helper. He's their helper. You know, a lot of times the devil will use our desire to follow God and he'll try to use that against us by bringing a voice that sounds something like God. And that's the truth about it. So praise the Lord. Think about the miracle of the multiplication of the bread and fish. Jesus said, uh, you feed them. And, uh, and, and they said, well, we don't have anything. Uh, what do you have? And John, I mean, uh, who was it? Not John. It was uh, Matthew, uh, Andrew, maybe. He said, well, we, all we have here, what we have here is, uh, what do you say, two loaves and f- five small fishes. And then he said, but what are they among so many? Right. He hit on it, yeah. Yeah. but then he dismissed it. Here's what we have. And he kind of lit up about it, and they said, yeah, but look at all these people. That's not enough. Just forget I said yeah, it, Jesus. Right. Come on. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. He hid on it, but wasn't yet skilled in following the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, have them sit down. Bring, bring that lunch. Bring that little lunch with fishes and loaves. Yeah. In other words, he, uh, he hid it and stayed on it because yes. he recognized the yes. unction is on that. Yes. Amen. Amen. The unction's on that. Maybe he knew what he was going to do. Maybe he didn't know what he was going to do. But he, he recognized the unction yes. whenever, was it Philip that said that maybe? Andrew. Yeah. Andrew, when he said it, he recognized the unction on it. Andrew didn't recognize the unction. I mean, at first he didn't, and he, well, and his head took over. Just like the woman of Zarephath. His head took over. And Jesus recognized, Jesus was a good student of the Spirit. He recognized the anointing and stayed with it and, and walked it out until they got the miracle. That's what you and I are being trained to do in the school of the Spirit. Learn to recognize the anointing of the Holy Ghost and not let go of it. Amen. Woo! Not let go of it. And walk it all the way through to the fullness of that manifestation. Are you glad you came this morning? I remember Brother Hagin tried to help a man. I loved him dearly. Uh, he was in the ministry. He was, I, I won't say much more, but he was, uh, he said to Brother Hagin, he came to Brother Hagin and he said, Brother Hagin, I'm going to go pastor. And, uh, well, Brother Hagin wouldn't tell anybody what to do, but he wouldn't always, uh, he wouldn't always give courtesy blessings. You know what I'm talking about? Courtesy blessings? I've married some people courteously whenever my spirit was grieved about it. And it didn't turn out, but you know what I'm talking about. I actually had to talk to Pastor Nancy about some of it, how she deals with it, so I got some advice from her. But uh, I don't like courtesy. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Tell her when your spirit's in here going, that ain't God. I'm not saying everybody's missing God. I'm just talking about situations where people are. And so anyway, I was... Uh, thinking about this man he, he came to brother Hagin and said well uh, we're going to go pastor well brother Hagin didn't necessarily say well yes or no he just said okay how many of you know okay is not God God yeah God can let you do some things you don't want God to let you do something you want him to direct you to do something 
Anyway, Brother Hagin's ministering in some of his meetings, and he, this man's sitting close to the front. He walked over to him. I'll just use Matt as an example. He walked over to him, and he said, you sure you're, you sure you're supposed to pastor? And, and yeah, he said, no. <laughs> and uh, he, he, the, the man said, yeah. You know when Brother Hagin, Brother Hagin was not a confronter. No, sir. If he said, are you sure, uh-huh. that means he's getting something else. Yes, 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 yes. Well, see, people don't recognize that. Sometimes they don't recognize that about Pastor Debbie and I. That's right. That's so true. Well, they didn't say no. Well, what did we say? <laughs> did they say anything? No, they didn't say anything. That says a lot. I don't want to stand in the way because people say God said. Well, who wants to stand in the way of God? But sometimes you can't tell people what you really know on the inside because, you know, you're just not, you're just, you're just, you know, you're just whatever. You're just that pastor God sent me, you know, whatever. Just. Oh, sir. Come on, sir. I'm, just, I'm just being straight, but some of these things, I'm not, I don't, I don't like to tell people what to do. I can't stand telling people what to do. But I don't like anymore watching people crash and burn either. And that man went to pastor and struggled physically, physically. All the pastoring days of his life. All the pastoring days of his life until his early premature death. Struggled, 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 struggled. Struggled, struggled, struggled. In and out of the hospital, in and out of the hospital. You know, after a while, you have to wonder. Wouldn't you, after a while, just check up and say, well, is something wrong? Is something out of order? Yes, come on. Yes, sir. Yes. Something's out of order. We're not supposed to struggle all our whole life. We get attacked, but it shouldn't be a whole lifelong struggle. I'm preaching pretty good this morning. We're blessed. We're redeemed. Hallelujah. I said we're redeemed from the curse of the law. And if the devil keeps getting in, it's because we got the door open somewhere. Yes, yes. Yes, struggle, struggle, struggle. I mean, talk, I'm talking his whole life for years, and then finally prematurely died. And I don't understand people who treat that like, oh, well, we don't know. Right. We do know. Yeah, we know. We know. We're not here to condemn people, no, no. but we do know. Yeah. And we don't accuse God. You know, I don't know why that God, I guess long life's not for everybody. When things aren't in order, you can't lay hold of God's best. So we got to check up on these things, don't we? Thank you, Jesus. Remember Pastor Nancy said she noticed that minister that sent the Dufresne Ministries $100,000? All that minister needed was a, a perception, just a prompting to do it. She said, I noticed that ministry flourishes financially because they don't need God to speak through a megaphone to get them to do something and deal with them for 20 days or whatever. Just a prompting. Okay, we'll do that. And that's why that ministry is flourishing financially. Is there a flow this morning to what God's trying to say to us? Praise the Lord. So learn to follow perceptions. Can we just recap a few things Pastor Nancy said? She was talking about the widow woman. I I know we heard it, but let's just hear it again. She was talking about the widow woman at, um, I mean, the great woman of Shunem, excuse me. And she said she just perceived and acted. And because of that, without any other motive, 
no other motive. She just wanted to be a blessing. She opened the door for something that she had no way of knowing was going to come into her life because of that one act of obedience. Just on a perception, just that one act of obedience, she brought something into that was connected to something that changed the course of her life. Do you know the story actually was she got the son, first of all. The son, when he died, was raised from the dead. Third thing is, if you read the whole story, after the, because uh, there was a famine, remember the, the prophecy came, there was a famine, and, and the lady, the Spirit of God spoke to Elijah, or Elisha, and said, go over to such and such a land till the famine's over. The Lord's called for a famine. And so she did, and when she came back, somebody else had squatted on her land, you might say. In our day, that's what we'd say. So she went to the judge about it. And supernaturally, because of that divine connection with Elisha, she got that land back, if you go read the whole story. So that one act of obedience, making that connection, like God spoke to her to just out of a perception of the Spirit, it brought miracles years later that changed the whole course of her family story. Hallelujah. So uh, it's, you don't know what's connected to you saying, oh, well, I don't know if that's that important. That could be some major miracles that you're missing. Yes, yes, yes. Come on. Amen. Amen. And so um, she just perceived and acted on it and made a, a, a connection that brought miracles after miracle after miracle into her life. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's, uh, it's important that these connections are made. Yes. And uh, what, what the woman built onto her house was actually a room. It provided a, a place for that obedience to pay off. It, it provided a, it, it, it enlarged, it wasn't just a room in the, her house, it was room in the spirit. It made, it was an accommodation in the spirit for God. You ever heard of a room somebody provides being called an accommodation? We made accommodations for you. That's what it is in the spirit. When we follow perceptions and obey, we now have accommodated God. We now have invited him and whatever supply of the spirit is connected to that obedience, we invite that into our lives. It now lives with us. I don't want to live without what God has for me. Thank you, Jesus. And so uh, learn, learn, learn. Learn, learn, learn. Say that word, learn. Learn to get quiet mentally and dip down into your spirit. Brother Hagin said, he was, he said, when he got saved, because remember he's on the sick bed, they, they didn't think he was going to live much longer at all back there when he's 16, 17 years old. He said, when he got saved, <clears throat> well, before that he had died a couple times and started going to hell, but then he came up calling on the name of Jesus one time and he received the Lord and got saved. And from then on, he said, if you listen to his testimony carefully, he said, from then on, he said, something, now he, he said it was something, it was someone, something on the inside of me told me you don't have to die at this early age. Well, that's that perception. That's that inner knowing of the Holy Spirit who's endeavoring to guide him into divine healing. 
He said, something on the inside told me that I didn't have to die at this age. And then he said, second of all, something told me that my answer was in the Bible. Boy, if you just get that far, you get a long ways down the road. But it's not enough to just recognize that something... It's a, Brother Hagin said, something told me those things, but we were never taught to follow that inward knowing. That's why it's imperative you go to a church that teaches you these things. Because it can save your life. We've had testimonies here where where people were spared of accidents because of something. There has been things that tried to happen in our buildings here at times where the staff picked something up in the spirit. It saved the building from burning down or something. Matt Slaymaker has had, he's the head usher. He's had things he's picked up in the spirit yeah. that, that he, he said, I need to be out in that lobby right yeah. now. Yeah. And somebody was getting ready to come to the door and somebody yeah. didn't, you know, whatever. Yeah. 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 I'm telling you, yes, there, is, there is a place yes. where we can be completely untouchable. Yeah. We're, we're not in the wrong place at the wrong time and we're always in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Woo, glory be to God. We've got an unction and we know. But you have to learn to follow that and not override it with your head. We have all had stories. We've all had incidents and things in our lives where we've said, I knew not to do that. (laughs) Can anybody identify with times that in your life? Well, listen, as we've grown, that happens less and less. Less and less to where we don't say that as much but we have more of a testimony like I followed it and look at the results (laughs) that's more and more us right you say well I've missed it before well Pastor Nancy said join the club do you know what you do when you miss it? You get it right, and then you start following this again, following this again, following this again. And he'll bring you right back around into what you missed. Before you know it, here you are standing right in what you missed last year or whatever. Amen. But the big deal is that, you know, Jesus said in Mark 4, he said, uh, he, he talks about, does a man light a candle to put it under a bushel? Ever remember that, Mark 4? Does a man light a candle to put it under a bushel? Well, the answer is no. Now, when they say candle in in their day, he's talking about, we we light light bulbs to light a room. They lit candles to light a room. So they didn't light a candle, which was for the purpose of lighting up the room, and then put a bushel basket over it. So Jesus said, "Do, do you light a candle to put a bushel basket over it or put it under a bed? He said, no. You set it up on the candlestick. That's the prominent place in the room where it would light the room. So he's basically, because the Bible says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, he's basically talking about do I light up your spirit, illuminate your spirit, or give you direction or guidance in your spirit for you to just set it aside? He said, no, no. He said, don't do that. The bushel basket is your head, your reasoning your natural mind he's saying don't when the spirit of God illuminates you in your spirit on what to do don't let your mind put that light out we're learning to follow the Holy Ghost but the big thing about learning to follow the Holy Ghost is not let this dominate everything that comes up out of your spirit 
Christians are not supposed to be dominated by their head. They're to be dominated by the inner witness. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. But that's a learning process. I said that's a learning process. Jesus said to Brother Hagin, if you'll learn to follow my spirit, I'll make you rich. <laughs> Glory. Glory. If you're not richer this year than last year, then maybe we've still got some things to learn. Praise the Lord. Amen. But a lot of times when people learn these things, I think of one of Brother Higgins' board members, for example. Brother Barry, no, was his name Barry Hahn? I think that was the one. But anyway, he said uh, he got a hold of Brother Higgins' teaching on how to develop your human spirit. And he said he listened to that over and over again. I think it was a hundred or more times. Just kept listening to it. And he kept getting more and more revelation out of it. And uh, finally, he said, God dealt with me. He said, I want you to start investing in real estate. And he took $500 and started investing it in real estate. And by the 1980s, he was worth $100 million investing in real estate. Somebody said, how'd you do it? He said, I learned to follow my spirit. Glory. Well, I don't want any of this old world's good. You're a liar. You're a liar. Come on, somebody. But we got to learn how to do this. The most important thing is not the money. The most important thing is learning how to do it. Learning God's ways. Everybody has ways about them. You get married, you'll eventually figure out your wife's ways or your spouse, your husband's ways. Amen. Yes, amen. You can hear him walk in a room. Can't even yep, see him yet. Because right. yep. you're around the corner in another room yep. and you can hear that walk. That's, yep. that's my wife. That's Because yep. yep. they got ways. They got, yep. Yep. Everybody's got ways. Yep. 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 I can answer a lot of my wife's questions. Because right. I know the way she thinks. Yep. All right. I know she's not going to go for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so I'll answer you now. Nah, yep. she, she won't want to do that. Yeah. Hey, man, every now and then I get a little surprised, but <laughs> because I still am getting to know her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, we know one another, you know, we know one another's ways. What about God? Does He have any ways? Yes. Yeah, He does. He said He made His known, His acts to the children of Israel, and His ways were made known to us. Yes. He has ways of doing things. Yes. And you can get to know His ways. Yes. And one of His ways is the inner perception. Yes. He, 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 it's not a loud voice. Yes. It's not a booming voice. It's, it's not in your head. It's down in here. Just an inner knowing. Just an inner knowing. Amen. Follow that. Yes. Learn to follow that. Yes. Say it out loud. Learn, Learn. to follow, to follow. The, inner witness. the inner witness. Amen. Amen. Well, did you get anything out of the Word this morning? That was so uh, short, but uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot connected to that. If you let God build that, uh, those truths into your spirit. Pastor Nancy was on it, but Pastor Ike was on it. Really, I was on it. But and, and we just need to keep hearing these things, keep hearing these things. Because, as Pastor Nancy said, the, the key to miracles is learning to follow the Spirit. Anybody else registered in the School of the Spirit last week? I'm a signed-up registered student. Hallelujah. Worship team, worship team. You're signed-up registered students. Following the Holy Ghost, leading this congregation into glorious moves of God. Hallelujah. 
But it's not just for our church services. It's for day out, day in, day out living. Do this, don't do that. Invest here, don't invest here. Amen. Decisions you make, directions you go, appointments you take that you don't take, people you connect with, people you do business with, people you don't do business with. All these things. You got to listen down on the inside. But I don't understand it. You better really listen to that when you don't understand it. Because when you don't understand it, it's, it's, it's something that you, you could be. If you don't understand it, it's because there's a blindness in our. Listen, I'm not talking about you, but all of us have. Our minds don't know everything. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. There's a blindness in our minds. We, we call them sometimes blind spots. Yeah. Yeah. You ever seen somebody connect up? Stand up with me. I think I'll quit better that way. But You ever see somebody get connected with somebody? They say they want to marry them. And all the rest of the church is going, Jesus, I hope they didn't see me going. Right? Are you there? Well, I got the Holy Ghost. Yeah, so does everybody else that, jaw, that, that, that their jaw's hitting the ground. Huh? You know, the thing about this church is whenever two, two young people get together and it's God, and, and they're all excited about it, thinking it's a brand new revelation. Every, all the rest of us are going, we've been knowing that for six months. <laughs> we didn't direct them into it. We let them follow the Holy Ghost into it. But see, what am I saying? Other people have the Holy Ghost too. And if everybody you talk to who's spiritual, their mouth drops open when you say, you're going to get married. You're going, okay, you might want to go back, check again. That went over real good. I can feel that. I can feel the pushback on that. God's good. Say God's good. And he's in us to guide us. Remember what Pastor Nancy said? He's on the job. And he's good at what he does. He's, he's faithful. He'll, he'll guide us into, into all the affairs of life. I've had him, you know, this is probably some practice on some things. I've had him help me find lost things. Things that I've, I'm thinking of one piece of little equipment. I, it spent, I spent a couple hundred dollars on it, $200 or something like that, on it. And um, I lost that thing, piece of, piece, piece of electronics. And uh, I looked for, I don't know how long, half hour, 45 minutes. Finally, I said, I just stopped. I unhooked from because when you're looking, your, your brain's gone, you know. But I just stopped, and I said, okay, I'm shutting down my head. I'm looking down here. Where is it, Holy Ghost? And I'm standing in my garage. The truck is right there. He said, open that back door, reach in the back pocket. It's right in there. Open that box. Now, wait a minute. I shouldn't say it that way. He didn't say that. I had a witness about it. Just a witness. Just a witness. Boy, I just reached over there, and I reached. Sure enough, right there it was. It had been, you know, that pocket was black, so you couldn't see it. The garage isn't that, that a whole lot of light, so you couldn't see it. But it was right in there. The whole, I, had, I had looked all around in there, but I just hadn't put my hand right there. <laughs> Does the Holy Ghost know where things are? Yeah. yeah. He knew where that guy's lost donkeys were in the Old Testament. When they asked, where's Saul? Whenever they were going to anoint him to be king. The Holy Ghost told him, he's in the stuff. He's over there in the, in the, back there in the warehouse, back in the back behind all the, behind the puppet show skit. The, the puppet, the puppet, you know, what do you call that little, that little booth thing? He's back there. <laughs> and we're back there, and there he was. The Holy Ghost knows where a lot of stuff is. If you'll follow, you'll learn to follow the Holy Ghost on things like that, 
then when things are real important, it won't be tough. You're in that flow. You're in that flow. You're in that flow. The flow of dipping rather than calculating. Glory to God. Glory be to God. Do that with what Pastor Nancy was ministering on, was it Wednesday night, about who you watch on YouTube and stuff. Someone said, yeah, but I'm just curious. Curiosity killed the cat. When you get that down in here, don't go with curiosity. Go with what you get down here. Amen. A number of years ago, there was a minister. Everybody all of a sudden started talking about him. I mean, he's a great healing ministry down in a state in the south. And I mean, all kinds of people flocking to his meetings. So I turned on the Christian TV one day, and he's on there. And it wasn't three minutes. And I'm like, something in right. Something in right. Something click. I turned it off. Well, come to find out just a couple of months later that he was, he, this word of knowledge that was, ha- word of quotes, air quotes, word of knowledge that was happening were not words of knowledge at all. He was, had his workers interviewing people as they came through the door, finding out what was wrong with them. They passed that on to him. That's not the word of knowledge. And second of all, he was living an immoral life, and that all came out. So you can't go with the crowd. You've got to go, go with what God shows you on the inside. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, thank God for it. Lift your hands up and give God thanks for the word this morning. Praise God. Do you have an exhortation or something, sweetie? <clears throat> sitting there this is what came to me uh, you know pastor jay is ministering generally to the congregation but there are specific things that he's dealing with by the spirit and we can all learn and he's really trying to help the whole congregation avert any danger by having a mentality and going that way there have been times in past where pastor nancy uh, talked to us about things that we thought was now and it wasn't so we we just put a hold on it and then really we got more revelation because we just continue to hook up with her ministry and 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 just stay put and then we got more revelation oh well we would have missed the timing of god had we just went with that and then i told jay yesterday um because we have honored pastor and there have been times that if we got distracted we got right back on it because we've honored her the expansion that she has we're going into now, don't get me wrong yeah. in that we're trying to be her ministry. We're not. But we're, we're being blessed by the expansion of her ministry. And I think it would be ignorance to say otherwise um, because of the broadcast that she has. It, it's helping direct people to our YouTube and things like that. And we, you know, it's all about the plan. It's not about our name being well known, but you know, if you got to get the word out, so your name's going to be well known, but we're not taking the glory. Amen. So, so we see that, and, and we can help people if they will let us help them. So sometimes we deal with things generally speaking. And then blessings can come on you, and you think, well, I'm being so blessed, so I need to go do this. I need to... The blessing is on you in the camp because you're supposed to help the camp. See? You may get a promotion at your job or a blessing here and think, well, I'm, you know, see, I'm hearing from God. It's to help here. It's not to go out and do your own thing. And I'll tell you, uh, this is something that I've wanted to say, and I actually would like to preach a message on it, but I'm not, you know, I I don't know that I'm going to be up here. I mean, I'm going to probably minister a Sunday in a couple weeks here. 
um, when Pastor is at Pastor Schreier's, so I'll be ministering that Sunday morning. Uh, but the Lord has dealt with me to say this. I had a couple recently in our office that wanted us to say some things. Well, I'm saying this to the General Assembly. We need you to just be stay put, steadfast, not distracted, to help because this is a time of expansion for this church, for this ministry. We are not going to personally set you down and say you need to do this or that. It, as a matter of fact, if our staff does that, we're going to let them go. If leadership starts doing that, we're going to let them go because we don't have time to run after you. So we endeavor to get it to people in the service and, and you know, just steadfast. And we all have to hear this, you know. There have been times in my life I started getting distracted. It's like, okay, get back on it. You've got to be there for Pastor Nancy. You've got to help her. She's, they're getting through things. We've got to pray for her. You know, I was on my way uh, Friday to her meeting in, because I was led by the Spirit to go to that meeting. Even though I was tired, but I was led, and so God refreshed me. And we prayed for her prayed for the service and we, and we got off you know praying for here and all but but we prayed so we we're helping them when we have our mind on everything else and and and, and so distracted I'm just saying let's buckle it down I, I'm just I'm endeavoring to say that as sweet as I can it's not all about all of our families and everything else and everything we need to do please just understand that God will bless you if you will put first things first. And there are going to be times when that's in your flesh. It's like, God, I just want to do this. I want to do it. But this is a time of expansion. This is a time where we're going, do you understand the great undertaking of starting a second church? I mean, we've had pastors come to us and say, oh my goodness, just pastoring the one church. And I mean, these are faith people saying that. So I'm like, really, things. But... Um, I'm just saying, we're not going to take the burden, but we need everybody buckled down, not just thinking about their own thing and this and that. Just buckle it down. And then there, we need helpers in Lee Summit. We need helpers here. We need people sticking with the stuff. And we, just, we need people not going astray off doing this, doing the other. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. So times may be difficult in the future, but there's learning. There's learning, and there's, there's cultural differences, you understand? But don't worry about it. Just be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed in what God has brought you into. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days I'm held in your hands. If you know it, sing it. The moment that I wake up until I
remember Pastor Nancy said that there's never been an accident where anyone has had, a Christian had, where God hadn't tried to warn somebody. Amen, because he's faithful. So when we sing all my life, you have been faithful. Think of it in those terms. You've been faithful to speak to me of something's dangerous that I'm getting ready to approach, you know, or something like that. He's been faithful. Hallelujah. He sustained us until this present hour. Guess what he's going to do? He's going to be faithful all the way across the finish line. And we're grateful for that. Amen. Well, as we go, let's sing it again. Greet somebody and tell them I'll see you Wednesday night. And you're dismissed. Praise God. Amen.